Hello and welcome to the State of the Nova Nation. I'm Eugene Repay. He's Chris Stanzial. Chris, the regular season's over. Villanova is a co-Big East champion once again. What is that, six in the last seven years? Mm-hmm. They've clinched the number two seed. That Georgetown game, though, always had to add the Oof. dramatics, the last-second dramatics. Great. It's just great. To have such a huge lead, you jump out to a 14 nothing lead to start the game. Then you, I think they got to 17-point uh, point lead at some point during the game. And then you just can go completely cold on the offensive end. The defensive effort was uh, not the greatest, especially after that big lead was taken. And you let Georgetown crawl right back into it somehow, some way. A team full of third stringers. They really only played six different people. Four of their five starters played the entire game. So not only are they tired, not only does the game mean nothing for them, you let them crawl back into it. They take the lead at several points. And if it wasn't for some heroics and a controversial call. No, oh, I don't think there's any controversy. Well, I, I, I don't think either. it was all the right call. Oh, yeah. Oh, Georgetown but, people, they're so ooh, crying. Ooh. They're so They even got, like, all the other people in the Big East who are salty, and they're crying yeah. on Twitter, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. It left the bad taste in my mouth a little bit, but it is the Big East tournament. It is Big yeah, East tournament. Yeah, it was one of those things where it wasn't pretty – but it's in the past now. They did what they needed to do. They clinched the two seed. I know it wasn't great. It definitely wasn't – it didn't look good. But, like, they did what they needed to do. They won. They clinched the share of the title. Just leave it all in the regular season. Now we got a big tournament coming up. And we got a big guest coming on a little later in the show, too. We're going to have Dale Reynolds on. He's going to talk to us about his journey. Last time we had him on, he only released his – second episode of his podcast since then he's obviously done so much with media and building his own network building his own brand and branching out to other things outside of villanova philadelphia as a whole it's gonna be cool to have him on and have a little update and he'll also join us to talk about the biggest tournament coming up before we get to that yeah let's talk about this game a little bit because chris i know a little, little upset i mean i've cool i was definitely a little upset but i've cooled down because one they were able to squeeze it out two we got the regular season title and three about what is it like a seventy-two hour cooldown period? That definitely helped out a little bit. Uh, yes, it, it certainly does. If you got to me right after the game on Saturday, it would have been like, "This is the worst win ever. I've never felt so bad in my life after <laughs> a win." Like, but then you realize you take a step back from the ledge, and it's it's, it's yes. Georgetown. You know, beating Georgetown no matter what way is always fun. Yeah, yeah. Even though it is their third string team but you know that's that's i guess it is still georgetown it's still the g that we all thrown to despise i really don't know how to say it. it's just not good after yeah. that big lead it was just bad yeah it was one of those where we've talked about how villanova needs to get off to a sharp start we have you know they've had a lot of slow starts this and that but this one was the complete opposite they started on a 14-0 run built it up to a 17-point lead early on if you look at the box score, you have five different guys, double figures. This complete starting five scored at least 11 points or more. With such a big start like that, you would have thought, oh, wow, this is this going to be one of those games. We're going to coast. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fun time. All of a sudden, Georgetown starts uh, fun back, <laughs> creeping in a little bit right before the half. And then the second half, Villanova started out the first half strong. Then Georgetown comes out with a nice run to bolt ahead. And then all of a sudden, we got a game back and forth the whole way. Villanova falls behind. Then all of a sudden, it was not looking good. Once Sadiq Bey made that three to cut it to one, and then Georgetown answered right back with a three of their own, that was when I was starting to get real nervous. But they stood tall in the final minute of play. They didn't allow any more Georgetown baskets. And then we had a huge drive for a goal 10 and one. (laughs) I don't know what people were complaining about, at least in the Georgetown slash the rest of the salty Big East side. 
to me, it looked like a blatant goaltend. In real time, I would have said that in was real, a goaltend. Yeah, in, in real time, it did. Obviously, when, when you slow things down, everything looks completely exaggerated. A charge looks like battery assault, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see why people, but come on. If you saw that real time, that, that was definitely the right call, and there was nowhere near – there was – no, sorry. Nowhere near – there was no physical – there was no evidence no, <laughs> to indicate but, otherwise. Exactly. The fact that the call on the court was a goaltender definitely helped out Villanova, for sure. I don't think they would have overturned it either way. It was right at the apex at – right where uh, the block occurred. But I do agree with you. Like, real time, it looked like a goaltend, and then the, the replay threw it out the window. But, yes, after that Georgetown three, after the Bay three, I thought, all right, that's it. Like, and not to mention, two guys went underneath the screen to try to, to guard. I forget who took the three for Georgetown. But he's left wide open. Yeah, like, right what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, it was out. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on. Like, you're going to blow, like, the entire season. Not the entire season. That's a bit over dramatic, but – you're going to blow a chance to share the Big East title on this, this crap to a three to, to Georgetown? And it was, it was just bad. But then the next possession was huge, where JRE, who I believe has the red light now, because we kind of saw it in the Seton Hall game, and we definitely saw it in the Georgetown game, where he pump fakes and passes the ball every time he has an open three. He took two threes in this game, but it felt like a lot. It felt like he didn't even take any. He's had a bunch of open shots for three, and he hasn't taken them. But it actually played into – Villanova's advantage this time out where he pump faked was able to get to the basket for an easy deuce then Villanova got a stop on the other end then they went down and then they got the Samuels for the and one and thank god that was called a goaltend because after the Seton Hall game with that free throw shooting we know we all know Jermaine Samuels was not hitting both that's not a knock on him that's just the way everything's been going lately he was not making both so the fact they only had to hit one was very good and then say what you will about the last possession for Georgetown uh they initiated contact on that show. Yeah, what was, was what was call. everybody crying about? Just because yeah. you jump in and lean and initiate contact does not mean you're going to get a foul. This isn't, you know, it's not the NBA. Right. <laughs> you're exactly. not James Harden. You're not James Harden. You're not getting that call. Right. Sorry, right. Terrell Allen. You're not James Harden. I'm glad they stayed with the no call, let them play a little bit. I was really glad, yeah, because, you know, you see two defenders standing straight up and then a guy jumping and lean, leaning awkwardly. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll have some refs just blow the whistle just because the guy looked like – <laughs> he was uncomfortable shooting that ball, but that was completely intentional on Allen's part. It maybe if he went up strong instead of trying to lean in and draw a foul that way, maybe. But no, there was there was no way for sure. And just one of the overarching themes of this game, I felt like turnovers were the big culprit in this comeback for Georgetown. The Villanova turned it over twelve times total. Moore and Gillespie both had three apiece. And, yeah, Georgetown turned it over 11, so, yes, the defensive effort was good in that regard. But I just felt like if you just took care of the ball, this doesn't happen. And we're not sweating it out against Georgetown in the last game of the regular season. Villanova just went cold in the second half. They only shot 33.3% as a team. After felt like shooting the lights out during that opening run, they finished the game shooting only 2 of 13 as a team from long range. And then on the Georgetown end, they shot over 50% overall in the second half. Defense was tough. I mean, you know, I credit Jamarco Pickett and Terrell Allen and Jacob Mosley because they were really doing well. And this is a Georgetown team that probably had no business of hanging around. No Mac McClung, no, no Omar Yurtsevin, two guys that were pretty important for them throughout the year, still dealing with injuries for probably their you know fifth or sixth consecutive game. They haven't really played in a month. So this looked like a walk in the park. And the beginning of the game, just indicated that it looked like it was going to be easy. Did not expect Georgetown to battle back. But 
a win's a win. It's in the past. Glad it's gone. We can now focus on the Big East tournament. Just looking into the box score, you had Sadiq Bay lead the way with 18 points. Jermaine Samuels, Jeremiah Robinson Earl had 13 apiece. Both those guys crucial. Robinson Earl had the steal that led to the Samuel score, or the goal 10 and one. And then you had Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore with 11 each. On the Georgetown side, Jamarco Pickett with 20 points, 7 of 9 on the floor, 4 of 5 from deep, pretty efficient outing for him. Terrell Allen had 17 points, and Jacob Mosley with 13 and 8 rebounds. Chris, it's in the past. It was bad, but hey, you know, you got a couple days. You won't have to play on Wednesday night. Nice. Villanova has clinched the second seed in the Big East tournament. They clinched the share. They'll be sharing the regular season title with Creighton and Seton Hall. But for the Big East tournament purposes, Crane's your number one, Villanova's number two, Seton Hall's number three, Providence is number four, Butler's number five, Marquette's number six, and then for your out bracket first round games on Wednesday night, you got the eight and the nine, Georgetown versus St. John's, which seems like a tradition. I feel like this has been the, the fourth <laughs> straight year that this has happened. Yes. They face off against each other. And then another tradition, the 10th seed is DePaul, but they'll be going up against number seven, Xavier, mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Chris, looking at this bracket, glad that we were able to clinch a share of the title. Seton Hall, man, once again. Last year was Marquette choking it down the stretch. Seton yeah. Hall had two opportunities to clinch an outright title, failed both times. And they blew it. They were really upset. Really upset. Not oh, yeah. Happy. They were really upset because Creighton cut down the nets which and stormed the court, which, you know what? Guess what? Who cares? Who cares? Let them do what they want. This is their first Big East title. It's like, I, and people are like, oh, well, it's a share. I, I don't care. No. Let them do what they want. Let them have fun. They're like new members of the Big East, I guess. Like, just let them do whatever. Who cares? And, and not to mention, if you're seeing all complaining about it, you should have taken care of business at home on your senior night against your arch rival in, in your perceived head. You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> don't get mad at Creighton for doing what they want. And I'm sure, and I'm sure Seton Hall would have had a whole big fiesta festival thing if they won the Big East regular season on Wednesday night, whenever the heck that game was. So d- d- tell me, shut up, shut up. And plus, there's a whole <laughs> lot of basketball to be played. Like, come on. Yeah, the season is far from over, but I will say it was a little. I thought it was a little much that they stormed the court and cut down the nets. But I totally agree with you. Seton Hall, you had two opportunities clinch it you didn't do it rough i mean you still got to share the title i'm sure they wanted the one seed and the outright but you still got to share and honestly it's pretty fitting i thought creighton nova and seen hall were definitely the three best teams by far and while it is a share we'll see who the true champion because there will be no shares there will be no ties there will be no draws in the big east tournament chris looking at this bracket who do you got going to the final four the semifinals on friday night and then who do you have advancing and winning Okay, so my final four. This is going to be really bland, but I'm going with Creighton, Butler, and then Nova Seton Hall. And then I got – I think we finally get the one-two. I think we finally get the one-two matchup. We get Nova Creighton. And then I think Creighton wins it. Yeah, this is looking like the year where we will finally get the one-two. I think that Creighton should be able to get out of their side of the bracket unscathed. Although – you know, potential St. John's Creighton meeting. Remember what happened last time they were in New York? Didn't end so well for them. That's true. But I don't see that major of an upset happening. I, to the final floor, I have Creighton giving Providence. I do like Ed Cooley. So, I, honestly, I think we're going all chalk on my part. Yeah, We're going all chalk except for the opening round. 
give me a St. John's upset over Georgetown and give me a Ashley Xavier should beat DePaul. What am I saying? I don't, I don't have enough guts <laughs> to say that, but I will say the lone upset will be nine St. John's over number eight Georgetown. And then after that, it's all chalk. I think Creighton, Providence, Nova, Seton Hall go in my heart. I want Nova to make the finals, please. <laughs> uh, that semifinal game is definitely going to be epic. Yes. But, yeah, I think Nova should make it. And, yeah, give me Nova Creighton. We're going to finally get that – what it should have been in 2014 or whenever that was, that first year, the New Big East. I think yes. we'll finally get the Creighton versus Nova, the one versus the two. Whew. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Just thinking – just thinking about that potential final either between Creighton and Nova or Creighton Seton Hall, and then the potential semifinal between Villanova and Seton Hall, like that, those two games alone should just get you fired up. Now, obviously, it has to play out that way, and the units, the Big East tournament, usually it doesn't. But the fact that Butler did, in my opinion, did Villanova solid by beating Xavier the other night, which was a fantastic game, by the way. I think that's, I think after that game, Kamar Baldwin should win play it here. I don't care. I don't care about Miles Powell. That, that was a, that was a great Miles way Powell. to end the regular season. Oh, God. Kamar Baldwin, I am on the train. Give him at least a share of the title uh, of the player of the year thing. Just get him, get him involved somehow. It's, it's a shame. It would be a crime if he does not win anything. <laughs> but is there like a token award that they give out to like players that don't finish in first, that uh, don't win the player of the year title? They do. They, it's called uh, All Big East First Team. Okay. All right. All right. Well, he's definitely. I think he's definitely a lock for that. I don't know about player of the year, but I think he's definitely a lock for. Oh God, he was watching. It. I am all aboard the Kamar Baldwin train. I love but... Kamar Baldwin, but I don't know about POI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's just my hatred for Miles Powell, obviously. But if you get Nova Xavier, I, I feel like is a good matchup for Nova. I think they should probably take. They should easily take care of business. Marquette though against Seton Hall, man. Marquette's in an, an absolute tailspin, but that's yeah. exactly the type of opponent you don't want to play. No, because... and not just that. After what happened last year, these oh, guys yeah. will be so fired. Oh, be so yeah. fired. And also, Marcus Howard, that guy is just like a walking time bomb. Like, if he goes out for 40, he, you're, you're in it. You're in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it's, I mean, yeah, 40 is a lot, <laughs> but he can certainly do it. And it'll probably be – and it, it is his last uh, biggest tournament. So yep. he's definitely going to have something to prove and against Miles Powell. So like as in terms of guaranteed games go, that's like the one I'll be definitely watching out for. Yeah. I'll, honestly, this, this biggie tournament, we say it every year. I know last year we said it and then it ended up being pretty much all chalk. I think this year will be fun. Even while still being all chalk, it should be really fun. Yes. Yes. And now that the teams are actually like much better than last year, I, I think it just increases the level of intensity just that much more. See, my heart says I want Nova to win, make it four straight in a row. I just don't know if it's going to happen. That's it's, tough. That's, it's really one, tough. To go four in a row, that obviously three in a row, that had never been done before, and that was difficult. But four? Oh, no, that's that's hard. And just yeah. the way that Crane's rolling right now, oh, man. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's, you, you, either it's way, like, yeah, either like path I, you take, I, you're screwed. Yeah, I think Nova should reach the final. That semifinal, obviously, is going to be must-watch TV, 9 p.m., late night at the Garden. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. I will say the one bright side of this Big East tournament, you know, Nova had always been the one seed recently. Being the two, not that bad. 7 p.m. time slot, now everybody can watch. Everybody yes. can watch. Yeah, remember in uh, 2018, the only other time they were the, the two seed, they, uh, they had those late games, and I was like, oh, this is weird. 
yeah, just, yeah. but I enjoy it's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I can actually watch it and not have to worry about my boss looking over my shoulder for a 12 p.m. matinee. <laughs> yes, and with me starting a new job this week, it is definitely recommended for the game to be at night. I can't be watching new uh, basketball at the new job. So Yeah, but we're rambling on too much. Uh, yes. I'm going to leave it at – that's my Final Four – my heart says Nova, but I think my brand is going to say Crane just because they're so hot right now. But mm-hmm. we're going to see what Daryl Reynolds thinks. We're going to talk to him about his media journey, what he's been up to ever since we first had him on. It's been over a year, but he's done a lot since. So let's see what he thinks. Let's talk about what he's done, what he's working on, what is going on under that stay tuned umbrella, what's coming up. And let's do it. Let's chat. Let's have him on the phone. Let's go. We're joined now by former national champion turned media mogul, when he first came on, he just released episode two of his podcast, Stay Tuned with D-Ray. Ever since then, it's become the Stay Tuned Network, the Stay Tuned Empire. We're glad to welcome back Daryl Reynolds. Daryl, thank you for coming on. How have you been, man? Man, great, man. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for that intro, too. That was that was the Stay Tuned Empire. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what it's become. You know, you got all these different shows now. We got lots of different people under the umbrella. Loving yes, it, sir. loving it. Sir, thank you, man. Thank you. It's been driving me out of my damn mind trying to do it, but it's been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. Yeah, we can totally relate with this podcast. The the stuff we've done to like try to record or like the weird places we've tried to record just to get a show going, we totally relate. Oh, God, man. How y'all been? How, how, how y'all been? Oh, we're good. We're we're, we're stoked. Right we're stoked yeah, for we're the Big asking. East tournament. We're stoked yeah. for March Madness, man. We're we're happy here. It's a great time of year. Good to hear, man. I can't I can't wait. It's weird. As, I I know y'all have a line of questions. I'm sorry for kind of just like none. I'm pretty sure y'all have already seen that they uh we're the Big East champs again. But then I looked up and I'm like, oh, it's a three way tie. It's just this. Yeah. I, you you talked about the tournament. I can't help but think this is gonna be one of the wildest ones yet. Oh, for sure. For sure, especially uh, everyone being so closely contested this year. Yes, yes, yes. And did you see Crane already cut down the nets? Yes, and they, they got a banner too. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They worked hard. They should celebrate. They should celebrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. We love our Omaha guys. That's that's my politically correct answer. <laughs> Congrats to them. So, Daryl, last time you were on, you had just started your podcast. How mm. has the stay tuned empire grown since and where has your media journey taken you so far there's a bunch of figuring it out you know it's, it's been a bunch of just like just all right this issue how do we tackle this all right we have this issue okay we got over that hump how do we get over this next one um like i said it's been i cannot stress enough like it has killed my social life um it has not exactly been the most fun thing you know at every time but at the end of the day, it's like we're doing what we said we were going to do. It's fun as hell finding like-minded people and finding people to share your vision, and, you know, and, and want to, like, grow with you. You know what I mean? Like I, like you said, under the state tune umbrella, and that's great, you know, but I can't stress enough that, like, the umbrella isn't me. You know what I mean? It's the company and the vision as a whole. And to find people who want to come up under it like I did is just – it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's, it's been fun. It's, it's nothing better for me than just – it's like it's like getting a team together. You know what I mean? It's like when we when we first got on campus, you know, me, Chris, and Josh, like there was no better feeling. Like, oh my God, we have a lot more in common than I thought we would. So just as far as putting this team together, it's been it's it's been great. Did you always envision trying to make it a network? I know, you know, first started out as a show, but was this yeah. always in, in the plan or in the vision? 
No, no, I can't even, as much as I want to, I can't take credit for that. Um, we, we did the show and the show was great. You know, it, it was good. Well, I'm not saying was, it is great. And it was, it was, you know, fun when we started and I was sitting down with my mentors one day and, you know, he just told me, he was like, Darryl, you know, this is, this is great. You're making progress and you're making leaps. But he was like, if you keep going at this alone, like you're going to burn out. He's like, there is, it just doesn't, he said for your ultimate goal, he was like, it's just, it's, you're going to burn. He said, you're going to have to burn out or sell out. It's one of the two. You know what I mean? He was like, it's not, but you can't keep doing this on your own. And I had to sit down and, and really like think about it. Like, All right, moving forward. That was last April when we had that conversation. No, that was last March when we had that conversation. Um, and then over those next couple of months, I really just had to sit down. It's like, all right, you know, what do we want this to be? What do I, what is the ultimate goal? And like I said, for, for me, it was just about getting a team around me. You know what I mean? It was just getting a, a bunch of people who um, did different things, just like a team. You, know, you wouldn't build a team with five me's. You wouldn't build a team, or some people would, with five Jalen's or five Josh's. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't build a team with five Chris's. You wouldn't build a team full of guys who do the same thing. So I think that the best part about it is finding people, um, like I said, who aren't necessarily just like me, but share a vision, you know, share a passion for it. And um, it wasn't my original plan, but once he kind of opened my eyes to that possibility, it was like, all right, let's just – let's just double down on that. And at that point, it kind of became like the, the main focus, you know, more than uh, the show. So can you elaborate on who's part of your team now? I see you got a lot of shows now and under mm-hmm. this umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, it was um, Avery Mars. She went to St. Joe's. Um, she's a young lady. She was on my show, actually. Um, I want to stay tuned with D-Ray, the, um, the webcast, sorry, the not the not the podcast. Like she was on, you know, the webcast, and we were talking. She was like, "Yeah, I got this going on. I got that going on. I'm not really sure." And then she ended up taking a job at Turner, an internship. Sorry, at Turner, makes it all the way up to like the job position, and she was just like, "This doesn't sit well with me." And Turner's down in Atlanta, so she moved back to Philly, and you know, she got back. We were talking, and she was like, "I want to do some content. I want to do some things." and I like what you're doing. So me and her did the show Postgrads at the Platte. And that's really us sitting in my car at the Belmont Plateau in Philadelphia, which is like our, I've, I call it our version of a beach. Like there's no beach in Philly. And if you think school kill is a, you know, it's technically a body of water. Good luck with swimming in it. But like the, the, the Belmont Plateau, just it's a place I've always gone to kind of just clear my mind and kind of like unplug and overseas the city. Hell, like, you know, it's just a famous Philly place like Will Smith mentions it in um in summertime so you know like we just we went there and we were always like had these conversations about these real deep things like when we just record them you know and kind of tie them in the sports but record these conversations then the next one was uh the 440 podcast who quite frankly they've been doing a thing for years but like i said in a sense of a team like it's just like being recruited to a college you know, everybody would have been good on their own everybody could have went and did something else it's just what can we do together and thank god they were you know humble enough and and, and willing to, to figure out a way for all of us to work together and them still do their thing. I think that's the beauty of it. everybody does their own, um, you know, version of what they want to do. It's just all under the same umbrella and their podcast is focused on going over basketball, which is, you know, huge. And that's where all our roots are, but they just, they have this very unique perspective of being fans and true fans that didn't play the game um, at that level, but also a very unique understanding of how like the program works in and out. And I thought like they saw it from afar. You know what I mean? The first time I went on their show, I was like, 
y'all insight on certain things. I, I feel like y'all like have somebody inside tipping y'all off or something. <laughs> weird. But um, but yeah, I mean y'all 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 guys kind of have that too. But with them, it was like creepy thing. I kind of yeah, yeah. I, I really do I really do think a manager or something is like giving them tips. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like they just they figured it out, and I was just like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? If this is if this is what, how we're gonna focus on Villanova basketball, and that's how we're gonna um you know, attack that and let's do it. And that's what I'm working on now. I'm trying to get that going at other schools, working on a, a temple football show. Um, I want a show that makes sense in every school. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking for a pink kid to talk about some real smart political things. Quite, I got to be honest. I don't want to hear about Quaker basketball, but if there's a market for it, cool. <laughs> do it. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it. But like I said, just, 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 just rallying up a team, man. And, and it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah, with your network, I've noticed, you know, you definitely give your guys, even though they're under the umbrella, you give them free reign to pretty yeah. much produce or come up with their shows. How important is that to you to allow people to have creative freedom? Because you see it in some networks, you know, there's someone overseeing things and you kind of have yeah. to turn things a certain way. Uh, to you, you know, it looks like it's more laissez-faire, whatever you want, however you want it, yeah. it's it's all you. <laughs> First of all, if, uh, if that was French, I love it. I don't know what that was. I'm still. <laughs> no, it's just for me. It's huge because it's something that I dealt with. You know what I mean? It's not. I, I would never want to do that to somebody else because I know what it feels like to. And y'all can y'all can understand this. Anybody who's in this business can understand this. You know what? It, that's the beauty of where we are today: the ability to create your own stuff um, and, and do your own thing. Because the idea of, of being an artist, which is quite frankly, we all are in our own respect. Um, you know, rather it be in radio and podcast and, and, and cinema and TV, like, you're, you know, if you're a person that, that puts together that process from start to finish, you're an artist, you know what I mean? And to be an artist who's oppressed is just, it's draining. You know what I mean? It drains the art. I will say there is something to be said about knowing the business. And that's what, unfortunately, a lot of artists kind of struggle with, you know what I mean? Um, in the sense of like, all right, you have this vision and how do you tie in the people who can put money behind it to make it all make sense? You kind of, you hear a lot of people in the music industry talking about that nowadays. Like you have to be able to marry both sides because it's, it's like the body. You no, know, sir, it can't work unless it's all working together. There's no one function that's just going to do everything on its own. So you got to find a way to kind of cohese. But just talking to people who have been in that field, you know, it's not, any knock to a, uh, a Fox or ESPN or, or, you know, any company like that. We're not them. They're not us. It's not, I can't even, like, come on, they were crushes. Let's call it what it is. But at the same time, there's something to be said about like, all right, you know, go express yourself, go, go get your ideas out, go, um, you know, just go, like you said, have free reign over, over what you want. And there's a scheme. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to bring on somebody who's going to, you know, be, I, I don't know, out here, doing handstands for half an hour on the show or some weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, there does have to be some type of structure, but I, I think people are at their best when they're free. So so let them be free. You know what I mean? With regards to, like, being free and all, I see, like, you kind of got a lot of different projects going on for your own thing. And one of the ones that I saw that caught my eye, with obviously, with the recent events that have developed, was that Kobe documentary. You want? Do you mind if you can talk about that, especially being a Lower Marion guy, what the impact was to you with uh, regarding – uh, the events with him and kind of what went into making that documentary. No, not at all. We'll not talk about it. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> Chris, Chris Hart's job just, just for like just, a hot second. I just had a heart attack, and uh, thank you. Chris that was like, oh, my God, I just, I just offended Daryl. Oh, God. <laughs> I just I have, please, I want to call up and die wait, right now. that extra second just to see how it resonates. Oh. I'll wait for you to like, get that out of here. <laughs> see, this is why I should have turned the video off. Yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris you should have <laughs> seen the look on your face. I had this, like, grin the whole time, and you were just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, no, it's good. Um, all jokes aside, though, it was, it was, it was emotional. Um, it was very emotional to be, you know, honest. I just when it happened, first of all, my my agent had called me. I'm thinking it's a joke because that was right after LeBron had passed him in the scoring. So I'm thinking he's yeah. calling me with the whole like, it's it crushed him because he's such a competitor. And it's like, all right, man, we get it. LeBron's great. You know what I mean? Records get broken. Shut the hell up. Um, but you know, then he, I could hear in his voice, like he was serious. So that day, no, then I, then I had to go to, I, I get home, I lay down for a second and they asked me to come up to Lil' Marion and say some words. And it's just like that day just was, was, was crazy. That week was crazy. It didn't, I'm, I'm pretty sure for the world, it didn't feel real. You were really just waiting for a sense of, you know, what's next. Um, you know, is, is, are they going to say something? It's like, no, he's really gone. Um, and after those feelings had kind of subsided, that's when my godfather called me, the gentleman in the, um, in the documentary, he, he calls me, him and my father called me actually. And they started telling me about how they went over the house. Um, and they got, you know, the, the sister had given them the photos and I was just like, you know, okay. So I go over there and I look at them and it's just like, what do you do with this? And I, at that point, I'm like, I have to do um something just to, to kind of get it out you know what i mean like that letter like you, that was my dream interview you know what i mean i can't stress that enough like you can i, I remember me and sadiq went to locker room one day last year and we were talking about law marion and he was like yo if you got cold and i was like no when i get cold you know what i mean no ain't no if yeah. like when i get cold like that was like one of my dream interviews to to get if not the biggest one for me um and i was like i need some type of closure with this you know what i mean and I, i'm not obviously going to get it from a talking to him directly standpoint. So I was like, well, what would I want to say to him? And I just started writing. You know what I mean? I, I just started writing. Um, once I kind of condensed it down, I seen it turn into this letter that really had turned into four parts. And I was like, okay, so how do we execute this? You know what I mean? Like I said, at the end of the day, I'm an artist. You know, how, how, how do you, how do you bring this to, to, to life? I've always admired the 30 for 30s. Um, so I, you know, just, just kind of going after how that had told stories and how that had brought things together. And I thought it was so interesting that he was in a phase of his life where, you know, he was a, he was a parent, he was a coach, but he was also running, um, the company. Um, and he was, he was, he was telling stories, you know, he was telling stories for a younger generation and he came back to Philly and talked to Philly youth basketball, which was the, the, uh, program that I did the first premiere, the season premiere for the first season, stay tuned with D-Ray all our proceeds had went to them. He had came back and talked to them about um, his stories and why he got into it, why he has such a passion about teaching and, and, and getting the next generation of people ready, you know, for this world. And it was just, it was amazing to find out that he had that side about him. It was very unfortunate. It's just as he was tapping into it, you know, um, that, that event took place. But I, for me, it was like, all right, well, first of all, how do you continue this man's legacy? Secondly, how do you get this stuff off your chest and gain closure with it? Um, and, and, and lastly, you know, how do you do it with respect? You know, how, how do you pay your respects in a way? And I just kept saying during the process, like, first of all, this has to be tasteful. You know, we gotta, we gotta really, 
execute this the right way. I don't want this to come off as just some, you know, some BS. It has to be good. It, it has to be something that if he saw, he would be like, dang. You know what I mean? That was dope. That was dope. Um, in his own words. But so I, I was like, all right, let's, let's just do it. And we just said, quite frankly, F it. You know what I mean? We're going to put this out there uh, artistically. And if it turns into something great, if it doesn't, then, you know, we, we got it off our chest. You know, we got it out of our system. And we got as much closure as we can. Um, with the situation, but I will tell y'all, y'all the first ones I'm talking to about this. Um, it's not over. I actually, some people have saw it and I, I don't want to speak too soon, but we're in the process now of turning this into a, a bigger project. You know, I, I think he was a great storyteller. Uh, I think he has a very interesting story and, and I would, I would love to, to figure out the rest of it. So that's what we're in the process doing right now. I know that was very vague, but like I said, I can't speak on yeah, too much no. right now, but. We definitely, that was just the first part of a, of a much uh, bigger project. As a Lower Marion kid, obviously, you have a deeper connection than most people uh, just going to the same high school, playing for Greg Downer. But yeah. when you were looking back at those photos and you're sitting there thinking, like like you said, you got if you're going to do this, like you got to do it the right way in a way that, yeah. you know, will do it justice to him and that. But, you know, when you're first looking at those photos, what yeah. was running through your mind? I, that's got to be heavy. Yeah, no, it, it kind of, it, it was, it was eerie. It was very eerie. Um, because I've always felt like I was a step, you know, I, I don't mean to sound too dramatic here and pull a LeBron answer and, you know, say some real deep shit that should be in like a Dark Knight movie. But I, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I, just, I, I love LeBron. I have both utmost respect for LeBron, but sometimes it's like, bro, you just overkill it. With it. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got Hollywood yeah. writer putting exactly. Instagram but captions. Exactly, exactly. But I, I dig it. You know, he, he is who he is. But anyway, yeah. I, um, I've always felt like I was a step behind him. You know what I mean? I've always felt like I was, um, like, I don't say it in the letter, but that day when he came to uh, Lower Marion, I didn't meet him. I, I said, I said, he said goodbye to the team. I don't know if I was talking to somebody else or I was doing something else. But by the time I got to the back hallway where he had said bye to most of the team, he had left. Um, I never met him. I've seen him in person, but never like walked up and met him. Uh, I do the thing with, with Philly youth basketball and I didn't know he had a tie to him, but I do the thing with Philly youth basketball um, a year ago. No, sorry. In 2018 to, to kick off stay tuned with D Ray. And that was a premiere. And then a little over a year late, not even a little over a year later, some months later, he's reading to the same kids um, for his, his book that he's putting out. Uh, obviously, Lower Marion in, in that respect. It's just, I've always felt like I was a step behind him. And then to find out my godfather had that connection with him. But they would talk about it and they would mention it and they would say certain things. But he always kind of kept me in the dark with how deep that relationship was. And I don't yeah. know why um, necessarily, but he never really told me the extent of it. He told me I used to know him as a young woman, blah, blah, blah. But to see those pictures, it was just like, this is, it was kind of, I, I got to be honest, my first time, like, I had left that house and I was. Yeah. A little, not uncomfortable, but just like, God damn, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what is it? Was a, it was a what does this mean kind of moment? You know, there's certain things that happen in life, and it's just like, I can't pretend that this doesn't mean something, but I can't pretend like I know what the hell is going on either. So it was, it was a little, it was unsettling at first, and then, like I said, as I started to work through it, I was like, I know exactly, you know, what this is about, and let's let's do it. Outside of media, you know, I I see it on your Instagram. Um, just it looks like to you inspiring the youth and being that 
bigger brother being that like role model is is very important to you uh what's up with all these speaking events uh that you seem to have whether it's at schools i see you're giving tours adding more things to your resume here so i'm gonna be completely honest the tour was a botch i um <laughs> I, was, I was i was supposed i wanted justin pritikin um he's a he's a manager he's a tour guy he's an amazing person i actually had him on the show and yes i'm plugging for stay tuned with d ray but He's about to do a TED Talk. He has an amazing story, and he, he's turned into one of my favorite people at NOVA, outside of the basketball programs, at NOVA, period. He's a great human being. He's a, a, a certified tour guy. I wanted him to do it. Completely forgot it was over spring breaks. So I was like, you know, I, I said they could come this day. I have to make this happen. Um, but as, as far as talking to the kids go, it's just I wouldn't be who I am without people, you know, helping me. I wouldn't be who I am. Like, I didn't – I don't have that basketball background. Um, as far as, you know, the, the parents that are at every AAU tournament or, you know, driving me from practice to practice and things like that. I didn't have that. And I wouldn't be what I am without, you know, the, the coaches and the, the, the friends of the family and people like that who got me to where I was going. And quite frankly, on those drives, talked to me about a lot of things in life and made me understand a lot of stuff inside and outside of the game. Um, but what my family has always done is they've always been very big on education. My aunt is, she works for a nonprofit and, you know, they, they work from everything from positioning kids who are uh, orphans, um, into, to homes, you know, into foster homes to dealing with issues in human trafficking. So my family, my mother's side, should I say, always had this thing about education about, about them. And I was like, I'd be doing a disservice to, to them if I didn't use what I know and then use my ability to kind of draw a crowd, you know, rather it be my damn height or my voice, whatever the hell you want to blame it on, to be able to get people to listen to me to talk about the right shit, and, you know, and teach kids about the right things, because there's so many things out here that are, that are just misleading kids, you know what I mean? It's just they're, they're the most susceptible to things, they're the most easy to trick, and this, for every, you know, and I'm not, like I said, once again, I don't want to make myself sound like some damn Dark Knight type character, but for every me that's <laughs> willing to go to a, a, a school and talk to these kids about the right things, there's somebody who's saying, you know, let's, let's trick them. Let's, let's teach them some BS. Let's mislead them. Um, and with my basketball career, I don't know if it ended yet, but when it got put on hold, I guess I could say for right now, it's just like, how the hell can you have meaning? You know what I mean? Outside of just, oh, the guy who used to play ball. And as as time went on, I, I realized more and more like that is I, I think that more than anything in basketball is what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Is educate people, but in the right way, especially the kids, especially the kids. I'm sorry, I just the kids right. are huge. And it's funny you said the big brother. I am the big brother. I'm the oldest of five. So oh wow, oh wow, oh, wow. yeah, exactly. So I it, I came here. I ain't about to sit here and act like I you know turned myself into this damn person. No, I've I've always been the one who had to start the damn stove up or take the chicken out of the freezer or pick such and such <laughs> up from practice. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, exactly. I, I've always had it in me. It's just, how do you use who you already are and kind of, you know, I don't know, get that out to the world more, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you mentioned your, your basketball career is put on hold, but uh, yeah. with regards to like the media route, was there like yeah. a big brother that you had that kind of forced you in that direction or did you kind of just, kind of wake up one day and like, oh, I kind of want to go media. Uh, no, 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 I, this, it's, I can't say it was one person. You know, it's been so many people um, along the way. I think first and foremost, this started when I was a kid. I've always been an entertainer. I was the kid that 
you know, my aunts would be like, no, oh, do your little dance, do your little dance. I had, they said I used to have this <laughs> thing about, I'm so serious. They said I had this thing about like singing R&B songs. Cause my mom, my mother always listened to R&B. So I would like sit there and belt out like, you know, John B or Joe or Jodeci lyrics. So, you know, oh, baby Joe. face, like I would be singing yeah. that stuff. So um, they would like, they would make me perform. Like, oh, go ahead, do the little dance. Go ahead, do your little singing thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was just a five year old kid. You're just like, oh, this, 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 this gets people to smile. I'm gonna do this more. Um, at Villanova, you know, obviously it didn't, I didn't do anything before that, but at Villanova, when we would do a lot of the media stuff, um, people would say things. I remember I actually got in trouble behind it. Um, the little, the things you see at the bottom of the screen, like he went to this high school, his favorite food is this. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, she likes to drive this car. This is her dream date. All of those things come from the students. You know, we write down at the beginning of the season, this list and we send it to, uh, our conference and then they make sure that the TVs get it to, to do that. And on mine, my answers, I like one year I was messing around and this guy calls coach, this guy from Fox calls coach. It was like, you got to get him on the floor. This is when I wasn't playing. You got to get him on the floor for the sake of us reading off these damn answers. <laughs> and the one that got me in trouble was they was like, what's coach's favorite saying to you? And I wrote in caps, Daryl, like I just wrote. <laughs> and he was pissed. He laughed a little bit, but he was pissed because obviously what I was saying was he was yelling at me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and um, like I said, just people like that just giving me those little nods of confidence. I can't stress that enough how they just built me up to kind of show that side of myself. People like that give me those little you know, nuggets of confidence. Um, uh, there's a gentleman at Fox. Um, his name is Bardi. I don't want to say his whole name, but you know, he, he saw my show and you know, this guy is a, is a, is a higher up at Fox. He saw my show and was impressed with it and, and showed me that it could turn into something else. And he actually helped get it uh, aired on FS1. It's still being aired now. Somebody hit me the other day and said that they saw the interview with Arch and then somebody sent me a screenshot of the interview with Colin and somebody yeah. else said they saw the interview with Slate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, just people like that along the way, uh, Adam Lefko was a huge guy. He's on, um, He's on TNT with uh, with Shaq, Candace Parker, and D Wade for NBA TV, and um, he was he he had spoke at this event that not only I, I was on the panel, but then I sat down in the crowd and I was writing as many notes as somebody who paid there to be there. It was it was a, an event that Mark Zumoff had put together. Another guy, like it's just it's I could obviously go on for days about who the people were. Um, you know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. people, like I said, just constantly giving me that nod of confidence, constantly, you know, and I was down to myself picking me up about it, constantly telling me to to um to just go for it. You know, people who knew me directly and and indirectly is yeah, I listen to a lot of music about artists being in that state. Like Nipsey Hussle was huge on that, you know, letting that self yeah. letting that part of yourself go and letting the world see it. Um Jay-Z's mother has a poem at the end of a song of his where she talks about not living in the shadows. And I've never met Jay-Z's mother. I've seen her at Made in America twice, you know what I mean? But I've never <laughs> met her and had a conversation with her. But I can't stress enough how much that woman changed my life in the sense of like, just go for it. So really it's, it's been a little of, uh, a little bit of everybody. I, I can't, it's not me. It's just been everybody who has been along the way that's just been like, no, go for it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, sorry to like, end off every answer where you know what I mean, but yeah, no, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I feel like with media, yeah, it's just like one of those things where you just have to dive into it. Like I know personally, I started out with three different majors before finally being like, all right, this is what I've always kind of wanted to do. Exactly, I'm 100 percent sure, but exactly, I think I just gotta dive into the deep end. 
exactly y'all went for it like for y'all just no no hesitation and that's you know like i said i, I love talking to y'all and talking to people like that and not you know what i mean like y'all didn't it, it, we ain't had nobody backing us when we started this you know what i mean we ain't had nobody saying like i'm gonna get you a uh, a million dollar deal and I'm gonna put you in front of this yeah. person and that person but you just like no and to me those are the type of people I like like people like y'all who are just like I don't need that. I'm I'm doing this first and foremost from what I feel in my heart. You know what I mean? What I feel from from who I am like my deepest self. You know what I mean? Not to get too deep, but like people like y'all, like I said, who just like no, ain't nobody sit here and put no battery on my back. I got up one day and said, I can't I can't not do this any longer. You know what I mean? So Yeah. It's been a little bit of everybody. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to dive in. Yeah. This shit, this shit better work. This just better work. We're going to make it work. We're going to make exactly, it work. Exactly. <laughs> and you just figure it out. And y'all, y'all have, like, that's what, that's, that's what it is. Like, y'all have, it's just, it's so much of just figuring it out. And y'all have, y'all continue to do that. Y'all continue to, to build y'all show. Y'all continue to build y'all brand. Like I said, nobody put a battery in y'all back. And I've always admired those people way more than the people who have been you know, put in a position. And it's nothing against it. You need both, quite mm -hmm. frankly. I'm starting to realize that. Like, you need both of them. You need, you know, for every Batman is a Joker. You know, you kind of need it. It's necessary. But at the same time, people like y'all have my respect a lot more. People like y'all, the people I strive to be in the sense of, all right, we love this. You know what I mean? We're doing this because we love this. Not because we love what comes from it. Not because we love, you know, um, the idea of people don't want us because we love what we do. And that, to me, is, that's... That's living life to the fullest. Yeah, I know. I know. Chris can can. Uh, I mean, Chris talks about it all the time. When we first started, like, what was it, four or five years ago? It was just like, oh yeah, we got like twenty listeners, but that's like, that's cool. We're having fun. That's cool. We're, yeah. we're doing this twice a week. Yeah, we enjoy I this. I was all for it. Yeah, as an accounting <laughs> major, I was holding a boom, and I was having probably the most fun I've, I've out of my four years at school. It was exactly, amazing. bro. And that's what it is. Like, it's, what's the point of doing all of this stuff if you're not? happy you know what i mean like for you like you said like i was the happiest i've been in for like what does that say like, I, I can speak to that too it's been time it's been things i've done in media that feel way better than that championship and I, i'll say that straight up you know what i mean like that's the, the god the honest truth you know what i mean like mm -hmm. the other day not nah, i said the other day time's flying sorry a few <laughs> weeks ago i had you know I, I interviewed coach Wright after the butler game like we were smiling and going back and forth. I'm like, yeah, this felt way better than when we were sitting in that locker room after that championship. You know what I mean? Like that was, I, that's the God, the honest truth. Me holding the mic up to you and you talking about the Butler game that I know is, you know, is a difficult game to get anywhere is, is huge. Obviously, I'm talking about the game yeah. at the Pavilion, not out yeah. there, the yeah. damn, the Hinkle Hell House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare factory. <laughs> I told him, I was like, yo, Butler and Buffalo, the two Bs, I never want to deal with. Oh. <laughs> you're not missing much in Buffalo. As someone from New York, you're not missing much from there. Exactly, man. Bump Buffalo. <laughs> is, it, is it hard for you to interview people you know? Like, I know for me, personally, when I interview my friends, we just have a hard time taking it seriously. Like, there's no way it's going to happen. Yes, yes, bro. yes. Thank <laughs> like, you. So like, like, I thought I was the person that felt like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, you know, I'll go to, like – uh, someone who I've never met or, you know, a celebrity or like uh, whether it's a player or coach or whoever and like, oh, I have no problem, you know, bearing down to do that. But then when it's like, oh, my friend who's coaching this or somewhere like that, oh, it's impossible. Impossible to get yeah. anything done. I, I think I think what it is is you kind of know like where things are going and you know that you have a job to do. But like these are the conversations that you would have on a regular. Like I'm like if you look, if you, if you watch like the show, um, 
a lot of times, like, when the camera starts, I'm, like, laughing. Because right before that, like, we were talking about something that's just, like, like, the one with me and Mikkel. Like, yeah. there was there were so many moments of, like, all right, cut. We can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, we're sitting there mm-hmm. just messing around the entire time because that's what we would do on a regular. I, I, I can say, like, I feel like you, it's sometimes way easier to interview somebody you don't know because it's genuine questions. And you're asking answers. You're asking questions that, you know, you're genuinely going to be surprised by the answer. Like, I would be honest, like, before the one started with Coach Wright, it was the awkwardest shit. It was just like, yeah. what the hell? Like, it was one of the things, like, wow. Like, look at, you know, it was that that damn, that video with Paul Rudd. Like, look at us. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Like, it was like that. It was like that. So, I know um, you said that your playing career is on hold right now. How is your knee yeah. doing? Do you plan on making a return? What's the? I do. Okay. I All do. Right, I cool. actually, I worked out. Yeah. So, we had, first of all, Lowell Marion, I'm, I'm, I'm coaching at Lowell Marion, and, we had our first state game yesterday, and we won. So proud of them young fellas, man. Like, I straight up told them, I said, beginning of the year, I was like, oof, it's going to be a growing. It's going to be a growth year. You know what I mean? It's, you talking about trusting the damn process. This is it. Yeah. Um, and then they ran off 13 straight and then went 13-1. and one. You know what I mean? So, like, they're, they're an amazing team. I, I, can't, I can't stress how much they have my respect. But before practice that morning, before walk through that morning, shall I say, me and a couple of guys went to the gym working out together, just shooting. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm working out again. I'm getting back slowly. It was nerve damage, so it's no in no way a quick uh-huh. process. Yeah. But I'm getting back, man. I definitely want to play again. I, I will say this. All this media stuff is great. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of this stuff, not a lot of stuff, some of this stuff feels better than that championship win. Um, but nothing is, is, is compared to dunking on somebody. Nothing is compared to blocking a shot. Nothing is compared to setting a hard-ass screen and getting somebody a shot to get open and getting back on defense and then getting a stop. And I know that sounds like I'm about to end this with 40 minutes of rolling over basketball and some propaganda like that, but, like, I promise y'all, there is nothing more fulfilling than that. And I have to I have to get that feeling back. I don't give a shit if it's, like, in an L.A. fitness league and I'm just going ham. Like, I have to do that one more time. You know what I mean? Have to. How do you like coaching high school? I know when you were first brought on to the Villanova staff, you were kind of like, oh, coaching is not really, you know, that's not the end goal. But how do you like coaching high school? I like it. It's Both of them have their challenges. Both of them have their, their things that, that, you know, make you want to stay in it that much more. I've realized that they're not that different. At the end of the day, you are dealing with young men who are younger than you, who don't know all that you know. And you got to kind of put your ego and, and pride aside and realize, like, you're here to teach them. You're not here to um, uh, right your wrongs or anything like that. Uh, but there is there's nothing better than kind of guiding a, a young man through a space that you were in. I mean, one day we were in practice and it was it was a very aha moment for me in high school basketball when Coach Downer has said something that, you know, the kids had deemed inappropriate. And I see them exchanging looks in the huddles that he's talking. And I almost went to, like, jump up and snap on him. And then I realized, like, yo, I was that kid. You know what I mean? So yeah. to be able to see that and pull them aside and say, yo, you know, I get it. You know, he was wilding, but that's not that cool. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're a leader. You can't be sending that message to him. And to be able to teach them and get them to, to take that and, and, and know that you taught them that and, you know, they can take that and then teach somebody else the same thing, that it's not, like I said, man, like, it's a lot of things to fill in their life, but, it ain't too many things better than that. And the relationship I built built with these guys um, over this year, I'm actually going to have them all on my show. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get 15 kids on at once, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to have them on my show. Uh, I, I told them if they got the 20 wins, I would treat them to Chipotle, which 
I'm starting to realize how much that really. <laughs> yeah, that, that adds up. That's like that's 10, 11 bucks each. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I messed up. I told him no guac or queso. <laughs> they are about to get the cheapest of burritos, but um, but no, nah, man, just building that relationship with them. You know, knowing that you you have those moments with people that y'all are always gonna be cool, and you can see somebody 20 years down the line and look back on the time when you taught them something, and and in you know in return they taught you something. Because I think those people don't realize about coaching and teaching is you learn things yourself you know everybody thinks it's just a, a one-way job uh, being a teacher being a coach being a mentor being x y any any position of a giving you know everybody thinks that you're just giving no you're getting something back too and to me like i said there 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 really aren't too many things in life that are more fulfilling than that obviously you're coaching high school now but you were on the Villanova basketball staff last year uh-huh. and mm-hmm. i saw on an instagram post that you made you said all college athletes should go back to their schools, even for an internship, if it's Hell for yeah. nothing else but a, for a peace of mind. What yeah. did you mean by that for us normal people? <laughs> yeah, take us um, behind the curtain a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Sorry for the damn vague. That's what I mean. That bronze shit, the vagueness on the damn answer. Like, bro, what are you saying? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? But, um, but uh, no, it's just there's no secret that there's some upheaval in college athletics between the system that's put in place and the athletes. It just is, you know, it's, it's no, it's no secret. You hear a million things from more than athlete, all the things going on at the NCAA, um, you know, players, uh, the, the, the scandals, it's just, it's a, it's a business and it's a very um, glorified business. There's a lot of great organic things that come from it. You know, I will say that college basketball um, does have a, a certain magic about it that you do have to believe in, and it does create some great stories. But like I said, you have to be able to marry both sides. And for me, what I was saying with that post was that's how you do it. That is how you gain that closure. For me, you know what I mean? But different people do it different ways, but there are a lot, of, there are a lot more college, athlete, uh, college athletes who are frustrated with their time or their university or their school or a coach or their coach or their program or a million things they're a lot more frustrated in their experience afterwards because they don't understand the full picture when you go back and you work there especially on a coaching staff that was a part you know you were part of and i thank god that i got to do it so close to playing because a lot of the players were still there a lot of the people were still there a lot of people were in administration were still there so it's not like i'm going back into a situation that um, you know, I wasn't familiar with, or I can say back in my day, it's like, no, I got thrown back into a situation that was almost kind of like weird and out of body because I'm seeing all these things in real time that I was just a part of. I'm just on the other side of it. But seeing, you know, why those decisions are made from an NCAA and coaching standpoint and then understanding where a player's mindset is because I'm so close to it helped for me get closure on a lot of the things that you know, like you, people don't understand, they don't, they don't read the fine print on being an athlete. You're only an athlete for so many years in your life. You know what I mean? Like we think of Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? Like you would hope that you have so much more time. Like you see what he was turning into when he got outside of basketball. You know what I mean? Like, so you would hope that you would turn into, you know, a, a person and then have so much longer off the court than you did on. The issue is once you get off of it, you have an identity crisis because for so long in your life, that's what you were. And it's, it's a lot of guys and girls who fall into deep, dark places because it's like you don't have the answers. Sway. You don't have the answers. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have the answers to certain things. So for me, it's like go back. 
get those answers, figure out why. You know what I mean? I've always been a person that I don't do well with not knowing why. I, I was a kid who asked a million damn questions, but it was like, I need to know why. You know what I mean? I need to know why things, why I would take things apart just to put them back together to figure out, okay, that's why they work. And to me, that's what that was. I went back to Nova. Sorry. I got the chance to go back to Nova um, to figure out why. You know what I mean? Why, why this? Why that? And once I stepped away from it, it's like anything that I was, you know, unsure about or didn't necessarily agree with some things are still the same some things i will never agree with but at least i understand why the other side thinks like they do and i think to me that's that's where peace lies you know what i mean is you ain't got to like and respect and i mean you ain't got to like everything and dote on it and be a part of every vote but if you understand why it's you know being pulled in one direction or another then it helps you just be a little more peaceful yourself so that's what it's about. What should people be stay tuned for? Uh, obviously, you know, postgrads at the plant that's starting up. I was Chris was I was glad that you talked about it a little bit because Chris was like, "What? What's the what's, what's the, the plat? plat? <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the plat?" And I was like, "Oh, great! Yeah, no." I, for those of you who haven't seen it, I I totally recommend. Like Daryl said, you know, there's I'm sure everyone has had at some point in their life, many at multiple points in their life, deep conversations with their friends just chilling in the car, and yeah. that's kind of the vibe that I get. It's like him and Avery and they just kind of go in on topics and it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's like two, it's just like two friends just kicking in the car and just talking about exactly. things. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, if I hope to clear it up, the plat, the name, the, 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 the name, the plat, um, I heard when I'd actually transferred to Lower Mary my junior year, like, you know, we were talking, I was like, so what do people do here? Like on the weekends, I've never been a big partier. But, uh, I was like, you know, what do people do on the weekends? They was like, oh, we go to the plat like a lot of times, like you should come. And it was like, this is like, this is when school first started. So this is like the beginning of September. It was still nice outside. And I'm just like, well, what the hell is the plat? And it's the Belmont Plateau, but nobody's saying that all the way through. So they call it the plat. And it's this spot where like people just, like y'all gotta see it in the summertime. Like that that video, the intro of the, the postgrads, the plat kind of paints the picture for you. But like when you see that shit in the summertime and how alive, that's why he misses in that song how alive it becomes like this dirt bikes out there. There's people grilling, there's people, you know, with well, it's 2020 now, people with drones and stuff out there. Like there's people <laughs> doing photography, there's people doing art, there's different events that are held out there. It's just such a, a, a place of just great energy. And then you have that view of the city. So that's that's why it was there. Um, but stay tuned with that, you know, to, to, to answer your original question, stay tuned with that. I think that, I think we got some, I don't think, I know we have something with that. Um, and the content, you know what I mean? We just got to continue to, to grow those views. And like I said, you got to marry both sides. You can't, can't be an artist without an agenda. And the agenda is to obviously get the views and get a following behind it. But I think that's great. Um, stay tuned with Avery, first of all, because she's about to have another show without me under the network, a podcast Ooh. that she's been wanting to do for a while. Um, I don't want to say too much because, you know, she, 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 yeah. she wants to do her own thing with it. Like I said, I appreciate that. I love it. I'm helping her with that. Um, so stay tuned with that because that's definitely going to come out probably in the spring slash summer. Uh, stay tuned with the 440 podcast. My man, you know, Chris and Rob, they just, they're amazing. You know what I mean? Their, their work ethic, their passion for this shit is it's incredible. We actually have an event Thursday night up in New York City um, for the Stay Tuned with D-Ray slash uh, 440 podcast. You know what I mean? And we're going to do an event at a hotel for the Big East tournament. So stay tuned with them. Just two great guys who really – care about the program and really care about you know people's story and stay tuned with the entire network it's going to continue to grow i actually shoot something today with 
a lady named uh, Natalie Eganoff. She works in 97.5. Me and her are shooting something um, that's going to be under the network today. So stay tuned for that. It's just, that's why the name is what the name is, man. Just stay tuned. It's, it's always going to be something. There's always another thing to the story. And we just want to keep adding and growing. You know what I mean? Getting, like I said, like-minded people. Definitely, definitely. So before we go, we would be remiss to ask you as a, you know, for you to put on your Biggie Network hat, one of your many hats. And uh, we would like a little breakdown on what you think for this year's Biggie's tournament. Um, knew that damn question was coming. I was like, I'm yeah. going to get out of here without answering it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was going yeah, to say, you know, come on. <laughs> we won't let you off that easy. We won't let you off that easy. I appreciate it. Y'all keep me honest. Go ahead. Yeah, but, um, you know, uh, looking at the bracket, who do you have making the Final Four for the Big East Tournament, and who's winning it all? Oh, man. Well, you, you, you have to, to count in one sleeper. Um, so I, I would say for the Final Four, I, I don't see it being the top four. Oh. Um, if anybody I, – I, I don't see it being – sorry, <laughs> sorry the top one and then whoever's fourth place. Um, I don't see it being, I don't see it being Nova Seton Hall, Creighton, um, and Z- Xavier's the fourth one, right? Providence, actually. Providence, Xavier's sorry, seventh. So yeah. Providence, good. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm tripping. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't see them all making it. Obviously I see Nova. I, I can't not see Seton Hall. Quite frankly, I, I, I think that's, gonna be a hell of a game if, if it gets to yeah. it um mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of faith sorry i mentioned xavier because i have a lot of faith in them i don't know why um per se i, I think it's because they just they, they're a hot and cold team but i can see them being the, the one that that sneaks in but i do see Creighton, villanova and seton hall being in that uh actually i, I don't know i don't know i don't know a lot of <laughs> y'all i haven't even looked at the bracket yet to be honest i just know they're the top three um I don't know, man. I don't know. I've been so – it's weird. I'm stuck in this place where I, I want to speak on the tournament, obviously, because it's my job, too, in, in some respects. And then at other times, it's like I don't because I really can't call it. And as a Big East fan, it's exciting as hell. As a Nova fan, I'm not exactly thrilled about how up in the air things are. But at the same time, it's, it's a great year for college basketball, and especially the Big East. Um But I, you can't count out the Cats. You can't count out the Cats. If I had to speak on the ultimate goal – and that's what I'm pulling for to see them. If they win the Big East tournament, they get another damn title. Like, what? Yeah. What? You know what I mean? Like, I just – what? Four in a row for the titles? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's major. So, that's what I'm pulling for. But anybody that wins is going to be great, and they're going to represent us great in the tournament. When I say us, I mean the Big East conference. Um, and I just, for me, the ultimate goal is to make sure that there's – five or six teams from the Big East in the, in the NCAA tournament because that legitimizes us. As, as much as yeah, I like to see Nova sure. winning, as much as I, I love to see, you know, we all, let's be honest, like we all want to see Nova do their thing above mm-hmm. everybody else, and that's the truth. But there's something to be said about a competitive conference, and I love what Seton Hall has done this year. I love what Creighton has done this year. Um, I love what Providence has done um, – in conference, you know what I mean? Towards the end when they started to just yeah. run off a lot of wins, like to see other teams really put the pressure on and really iron sharp as iron. You know what I mean? If you, We don't want to be like Gonzaga where it's just like, oh, shit, you know who coming out the whack? You know what I mean? Like, that's not, <laughs> it's not exciting. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we put fun of that all the time. <laughs> exactly. That's just terrible. Like to me, that's not – and it's, it's respect to Gonzaga for being that consistent 
but iron sharpens iron. And you, yeah. you find out that that's really what makes it when you constantly have that challenge and nobody can really sleep in on, anybody, on anybody. That's what Biggie's basketball is about. You know what I mean? That's what made this, the Syracuse and Nova game so exciting. That's what made the Georgetown and St. John's game so exciting back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people talk about Biggie's basketball. That's what made it. But just any night you go to any of these games is going to be great. So it's a great year for the conference. I'm sorry I checked y'all answer and got around the <laughs> final four thing, but I don't see all four of the top teams making it. It's all good. We had Kim Adams here a couple years ago, and then we're like, yeah, yeah so who do you think is going to be? She wouldn't even, like, she go into, like, anything. round by round. Yeah, she was just like, oh, I think they're all great. And I was like, all right, fair, fair, fair. Give us the answer that Coach Wright wouldn't give us. Full of basketball. Full 40. Exactly, exactly. Exactly, exactly. But it's the truth. Well, hold on. I got to say this. I got to say this. I hate to get on the soapbox here. But we poke fun at the 440 thing. And obviously, I was a part of that, too. It is the truth. While you're there, that is how you think. And if you leave there and you don't think the same way and you don't, you don't carry the same, um, uh, you know, methods with you and you don't, you don't look at the game in a similar light, then that's, that's on you. He, he's completely for that. But while they're there, the reason this program is what it is and, you know, why the success has been over these past couple of years is because you have everybody on the same page. So that is not fluff. The 40, you know, 40 minutes of little basketball shit is not, it ain't BS. It's, it's the truth because it's like, like I said, you wouldn't, you can't do what they're doing and what we've done um, as a university, as a program, as a team, you know, as whatever you want to call it without having everybody, you know, pointing in the same direction and pulling the rope in the same direction. That's the beauty of Villanova as a school. It's such a small school. It's, it's not easy to deviate and go in all these different directions. You have every Villanova pulling for the same thing. You know what I mean? And that's why it is what it is. So I, just, I had to say that because I, I poke fun so much about <laughs> I don't want somebody to think yeah, yeah. that. I'm just, you know, saying it's BS. That shit is, that shit is, is, is as real as, you know, them two rims and, and that ball that's being out there. Yeah, no, that's totally fair because I know at, at first – you think like, oh man, these guys are like robots or, uh, I know you are. know, you know that I uh, like, I know you guys are like trained to like deal with media, but then like at first it was just like, okay, everybody's just saying that. But then as I've kind of covered the team a little bit more, I'm like, no, this is, this is real. This is like yeah, actually yeah. the culture. Like this is, yeah. this is no joke. You don't accomplish it without, you don't, you don't accomplish, you don't accomplish, you know, those type of things without truly believing in that shit. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it, that, that always comes to the light. I'm sorry. Like, if somebody's half-assing the dog in it, or yeah, yeah. even that, you'll see it. You know what I mean? Eventually, you'll see it. It might take some time, but you'll see, like, oh, shit, you were just saying that because it was propaganda. So, you know what I mean? It's the, the guys who were there believe it. The, the guys who left, um, I'm pretty sure we believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on everybody's behalf, and I hate to do that, but that 40 minutes of little basketball, like, that shit was – it was a lifestyle. You know what I mean? And when you're not in it anymore, you miss it. I'm, I'm speaking from experience. You miss it. You miss – uh, just just going to battle with guys like that because you know that you're, you're you're doing it with people who think like you. You know what I mean? You're doing it with people who have the same vision and goal in mind. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are not going to like this comparison, but it sounds a lot like the Patriot way that you always hear about. It's like they bring them in and they instantly fix you into this mindset and then, you know, the sum of the individual parts is greater than, you know, everything else. Exactly, exactly, so, exactly. So. It, 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 yeah, that is a, that is a very – that is a very good comparison, as much as I hate to say it. I'm um, not comparing Jay Wright to Bill Belichick, though. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but there's something said about the way they do things, and you see what yeah. they've, you know, they've, they've 
done with some great, you know, um, coaching, you know, some great quarterbacking, some great binoculars. They've put together, <laughs> <laughs> they put together a hell of a product up there. So you got to respect it. You don't have to like it, but you got to respect it. Love I'm it. sorry. I, mean, I, I, could, I couldn't let that slip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I they, they, they got it. Yeah, they got it. It was, it was, I good. Served it was good. I served, the, I served it at you up there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Daryl, one last question before you go. Sure. I asked you last time. I want to know how it's going. How's the how's the hockey jersey collection coming along? I'm, you're now that you're a media mogul. You, I'm sure you've gotten some new ones in the the arsenal lately, right? I don't. I don't even want. I don't want to lie to you, bro. I haven't. I have, and I'm ashamed oh. to say that. I, so uh, me and me and Riley, my man Riley Cote, he used to be a uh, Flyers uh, player, and he's you know he he's we've been working on some stuff. He was actually on my show talking about the CBD and you know that space and all of that. Um, with the medical marijuana, he's huge into that. We've been working with stuff like that, but I was, I got to get a jersey of yours. I need a Flyers jersey, so I'm trying to hunt down a Cote uh, uh, jersey that fits. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, with that, the, the sleeves are already high, but I can't have them like at my elbows. That just looks crazy. <laughs> then it's like you got like like a pseudo baseball jersey at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to find someone that fits, but that'll that'll definitely be my next one. I've caught so much slack for the the Maple Leafs one. I don't think I'm aware anymore. Like I've I've like I've gotten. I'm joking. I don't give a I'll shit. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I definitely that's one of my favorite ones. But I've caught so much. I actually showed up to like I. I showed up to a game with it, and they were like, boom, I'm like, God damn, what I do? I looked down, like, oh, oh, God, that's why, like, I didn't realize it was that real. I'm sorry, I, just, I like the jersey. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize, like, I could get jumped for wearing this, but oh, yeah. I definitely got to grow it some more, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, cool, I'll be on the lookout for it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, just a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, what's up? What's the ceiling for this year's team, Nova team? What's the ceiling? Yeah, like uh, how far, like what round are they reaching in the uh, NCAA tournament? I mean, I can see them going all the way, and that's not a BS answer. But if I if I had to 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 put a a, a, a spot on it, um, I see I see at least Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. I, I I don't I don't see them losing that first weekend. You know what I mean? I guess that's the best way to put it. I, at least at least Sweet Sixteen, at least favorite jersey that you own. Favorite jersey that I own, uh, the Blackhawks Kane jersey. That's just – it's just cold. I'm sorry. That's just – it's something about that one. Maybe because of my first hockey jersey, but that's just – to me, that's like the coldest one. Uh, who's your – who was your protege on the Villanova basketball team? What do you mean? Like when I was coaching? When you were playing. Who was your, like, guy? Like who was your – I guess like who was the guy that like looked up to you? Like your protege? I don't think any of them looked up to me. I was always kind of like the don't make. I was the oddball, if anything. Like, I was – like, everybody loved me, and I was cool. But it was just like, eh. But uh, if I had to say anybody, um, probably Eric. Eric, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm proud to say that now I, I look up to him in a lot of ways. So, it's it's, it's dope. Like I said, you kind of – that's the give and the take. It's, it's, it's decent to be on the other side of that. But probably Eric. Yeah, ain't no problem. Eric. Uh, if you could have one guest right now, who would it be? One guess right now, Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll send we'll send a few strongly worded emails to uh, Jay Z, Rock Nation, and uh, those please. guys. <laughs> CC me on that, please. <laughs> All right, Daryl, thank you That's so it. much I for coming. Up. Up. I thought I was getting ready, like, oh, she about to ask something real difficult. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. We're we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. We just had we just had a few quick ones. Just, uh, okay, you know, okay. just keep you on your toes a little bit. I got. That. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you.
Daryl, thank you so much for coming on. Where can the people find you on social media? Where should people stay tuned to catch your content? Uh, first and foremost, the YouTube channel, you know, the stay tuned network. Um, there's no missing when you get there, you know, subscribe to that and, and go on there. That's where all the content lives, uh, right now for the most part, uh, the Instagram, the stay tuned network, Instagram, the stay tuned network, Twitter, excuse me. Um, doesn't have an O in there. So it's just W R K cause they only have, uh, so many characters for the names. Um, so yeah, stay tuned network on Twitter. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just those those three things. It's on LinkedIn. It's on any social media. It's on Facebook. Any social media, Stay Tuned Network is on there. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to, you know, trying. That's what we're using the power. We're just going to keep going. You know what I mean? But I got a feeling over these next couple of months, things are really going to take off with it. Oh, baby. Can't wait. My Can't man. wait. Man. Appreciate you, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for staying tuned. Like, seriously, thank y'all for, hey, I speak about votes of confidence. Like, Eugene. You know, you, you in particular, like when you hit me about the show and you told me that, first of all, I immediately sent it uh, to Avery, but like that, that's what I mean. Like that type of oh, stuff. Yeah. That was a moment, that was a moment where I was, I'm not going to say having doubts, but it was just, let's be real. You have these moments of, damn, are people going to accept this? Are people going to like this? And, you know, in die times when you need a sign, that's when they appear. I get that text from you and it's like, yep, keep going. Just keep going. You know what I yeah. Mean? So thank uh, you, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I. I should probably be better with social media. I personally, I'm terrible. Like I don't even like use my Instagram, uh, Twitter, like, you know, but yeah. when I, when I saw your show, the new one, uh, postgrads and I was like watching, I was like, wow, I'm really digging this. Like I'm, I'm Thank liking you. this. And I watched the Thank second you. one. And I know you guys just had that one that just came out, uh, with the yeah. nursing professor yes, and teacher. Yes. Dr. Dr. Michelle Kelly, she spoke yeah. on mental health and, and, and injury to athletes. And it was, it was just amazing. I mean, like you said, some of the best conversations come from a car, but I can't stress enough. Like I said, thank you for that, that vote of confidence. Cause it just, it helps, man. It helps. It helps. And I love what y'all doing it too. You know what I mean? Like, thank, thank y'all for, for doing y'all thing. Thank y'all for staying consistent with it. You know what I mean? Like not just, ah, we're going to dog it here, dog it here. Like, thank y'all. Seriously. Thank y'all. It's a space. It's inspiring. It's like, all right, I got to step my game up. Shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. We don't have an umbrella yet, but yeah, we don't, we're, no we're, <laughs> we're going to try to get more people <laughs> under ours. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you. Thank you again for coming on. Yes. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate it. Of course. Of course, man. I'm going to holler at y'all. Nova Nation, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. You can do so at View Hoops or at State of the Nova Nation. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone. There's probably a few more. Uh, probably check in with our tech guys because I lose track some of the times. Uh, check back at the site. Check back. Check off. We're going to have Jake Goffman covering the Big East tournament for us. So make sure you follow him on Twitter and follow the site. We're going to have some preview content, some post-game content. Also, please follow View Hoops on social media, at View Hoops. That's good for Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, Eugene Repay at eRepay5. I'm Chris Danziel. I got nothing to plug. Follow Daryl's Stay Tuned Umbrella. Let's uh, get follow it. Eugene, follow the pod, and follow the hoops. Yes, Lord. Daryl, shout-outs again. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, thank you for listening. Let's get this dub. Let's get an, hopefully another Big East tournament title. Hope everyone yes. enjoys this week because this is where it gets all so exciting and so much oh. fun. Let's go, Cats. Let's get it. Let's storm NYC and MSG. Let's march yes, it over. Lord. Yes, Lord.